today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. The Enterprise must transport a legendary deaf mediator to peace talks between hostile forces. But when his only means of communication is cut off, will the crew be able to salvage the peace talks? From January 7th, 1989, it's season two, episode five, Loud as a Whisper, or Peace, Not So Much Talks. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm Cam, that's Dan, and I am horrified. It's funny. Uh, peace talks more like peace knots. Am I right? Don knots. Oh, he's here oh. now. Oh. <laughs> Ride my Don Don. Ha-ha. Actually, I think anytime there's a Greek chorus, it should be three Don knots, just period. Attend the tale of Oedipus. It's real sad. <laughs> A chorus of Don <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, now I'm just imagining Hercules, but all the muses are Don Knotts. Yeah, hero. <laughs> he was so hot, steam looked cool. <laughs> Bless my soul, Herc was on a roll. <laughs> or the witches from the Scottish play. <laughs> Double bubble, toil and trouble, oh, come on. <laughs> so good oh my god daniel (laughs) also there's got to be like a a name for like black belt level uh theater kids such as yourself who even outside of a theater and outside of performing still (laughs) refer to Macbeth as the scottish play that's just like so so next level (laughs) well my second middle name is extra daniel you know that yeah (laughs) cameron michael extra fairing <laughs> so extra <laughs> what do you mean we only got a 25 pound turkey <laughs> oh christ <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean the thing oh. is is i toured in that show and i saw its dreadful powers firsthand so i just don't take any chances Well, back to the show about science. (laughs) What happened in this episode, you superstitious 'er (laughs) ne'er-do-well? Ne'er-do-well. Yeah, you heard me. Did you hear me back in 1965 there, Grandpa? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you draft-dodging rebel rouser. (laughs) I won't have any of your hippie bull crap. Anyway. Here's the the thing. On star dates 42477.2 through 42479.3, because, you know, shit takes time, the Enterprise is set to take aboard Riva, 
played by Howie Siago, a renowned and successful negotiator to help resolve a century-old war between two tribes on the planet Solace V. He is so renowned, in fact, that the Klingons did not have a name for Peacemaker until they spoke with Riva. <laughs> Riva is deaf and mute due to a hereditary genetic deficiency, but travels with a chorus played by Marnie Mossiman, Thomas Oglesby, and Leo Damien, an entourage of three people in telepathic communication with him who are able to enunciate his thoughts. Riva cockily dismisses the Enterprise crew's briefing on the history of the conflict, explaining that the dispute has long since become personal, regardless of whatever tangible concerns that may have started it. When Riva, his chorus and several Enterprise officers beam down to the meeting. One tribal delegate fires upon them, liquefying the chorus. That's ah. that's all I can think of, because it was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what is that effect? <laughs> I see skeleton. Oh, they're gone. Truly a horrifying weapon. The, the tribe's leader immediately brands him a traitor and executes him also liquefying him, and begs for the talks to continue. But the away team has already begun the emergency transport back to the Enterprise amid the chaos. Hello? Is anybody there? We need you. Hello? Riva, frustrated and agitated, struggles to communicate with the crew, so Picard orders Commander Data to find and learn Riva's sign language in order to act as translator. Picard offers to take Riva's place at the mediation, but Riva believes the Salarian tribes will only cooperate with him. Riva is prepared to abandon the peace process and return to his home planet, accepting his failure. But Counselor Troy, who he has been whining and dining, inspires him to stay, suggesting that he turn his disadvantage into an advantage, recalling Riva's own negotiating tactic. Riva returns to the meeting spot on the planet, and to the crew's surprise, tell them that they should leave. He will signal Starfleet when the negotiations are complete, as they may take several months. In order for the tribes to work with Riva, they will both be forced to learn sign language from Riva, which will create a shared experience between them. Thus, Riva is turning his disadvantage of being unable to communicate with spoken language into an advantage. The crew leaves Riva to await the tribe representatives. And so, ends loud as a whisper. I would have assumed that the counselor's name was Reba. Reba? As in McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially when you said loud as a whisper. It sounds like sounds like a Reba song. It does song. sound like a Reba song. <laughs> um, you know, this was uh, this was his one chance, Fancy, and he did not let us down. <laughs> uh, at least for my broken heart. Uh, but you can consider me gone, because uh, that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Jesus Christ. <laughs> What do you say, huh? Ah, sorry. Just, just I was like Reba, Reba. Whoa. Ugh. Ugh. That's it. That was my riff. <laughs> I mean, you just know what way is, more um, Reba songs mm -hmm, than I do. Yeah. Well, to be fair, um, you probably know more. I don't know. Anything that's not Reba doesn't really matter to me. I'm just a big Reba I mean, fan. she is pretty awesome, but I don't listen to her on a regular basis. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I just, she just admire, I, I just admire her because she was like 35 when she had her first real big hit, you know? Um, 
that's not true. She was younger than that. But she's still going strong at 64. She's so. killing it. Killing it. And she'd be great at peace talks. In fact, I think we should probably do a Reba McIntyre impression when we read any Reba quotes. Oh, wait, he doesn't talk. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> Oi, indeed. Well, I did not like this episode. Well, I would just like to say that they were incredibly forward-thinking because they actually cast a deaf actor to play Reba. Really? Yeah. Which I love. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I wish they would have, you know, given him more stuff to to do. But other than have a meltdown and be cocky. But I mean, still, the fact that you know they cast a deaf actor to play a deaf character is just—it's the best. It's a standard that we could live up to today. I'm still mad that they didn't uh, actually paralyze James McAvoy to play Professor X. <laughs> God, you're a dick. <laughs> you're gonna put him in the. You're gonna have him in a character in the wheelchair. Shoot him in the spine for <laughs> real. <sighs> but then, how would they have done the scenes where he's on drugs and could walk, but lost his powers? Because that happens. Well, you know, you just gotta make up your mind. What are you doing here? Are you casting uh, a fully able-bodied? actor and being an ableist and then letting him play uh you know take away a part from somebody who's in a wheelchair hmm are you gonna do that cameron because they did it with another person who i know you love and is in this show they did they did <laughs> unacceptable it's not it wasn't great no <clears throat> well and even and ian mckellen's not even jewish <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you What did you love about this episode? Um, I loved the idea of a psychic Greek chorus. I've always found that particularly fascinating. Um, Agreed. Super interesting. And especially since the, you know they represented the id ego and super ego, mm-hmm. and that the super ego was a woman. I just I love it so much. Um, you ever talk to one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> A super ego, not a woman, Cameron. A super ego? Yes, every day. I check ah. in. I'm like, what's up, super ego? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my super ego sounds a lot like Lusa and Beto, which you haven't met yet, but you will. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it in a couple months. All right. All right. Um, I loved the, the liquefying effect. I <clears throat> I loved the desperation in one of the tribe's leaders, the one who executed the other guy, for <laughs> being like, "Wait, please." He doesn't speak for me. I loved that. Um, yeah, right. I actually loved Reva's portray uh, performance. I thought he did really well considering what he was given um and i of course loved the costumes yeah there was some decent costuming until we got on that alien planet and then it was like oh no oh no very original series (laughs) those aliens i was like oh god no 
just a whole race of the guy from the cantina scene in Star Wars. <laughs> I have the death sentence in three systems. <laughs> also, two whole races of people who look like me. <laughs> Liquefied. The murder of the Greek chorus was one of my favorite things because I was like, oh, twist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It was unexpected. And an interesting concept that, like, there's this noted royal family that is all deaf all the time. Yeah. One might even say they were the most deaf. Anyways. No, I thought that was an interesting concept. Uh, fairly well realized. I appreciated his connection with Deanna because it seemed a little more earnest than just like hold up there's a woman here yeah. <laughs> like it is so often yeah instead it was know. hold up there's um, a psychic here <laughs> right um I also enjoyed all of Dr. Pulaski trying to pitch Jordy on a on getting ditching the visor mm-hmm. And he's like, I thought it was impossible. And she was like, Jordy, I can do anything. I'm Dr. Pulaski. The other people may have told you, your eyes are too damaged. We would wreck your brain or some such bullshit. But I assure you, takes a swig of her drink. I've done this operation like 30 times. 30 times? Well, maybe three, but still. Maybe, whatever. It's, I can do it, Jordy. Who are you going to believe? Other quote-unquote, medical experts or your old pal, Dr. Pulaski. Old pal. We've known each other for like two weeks. I know, but I'm best friends with her now. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the best. Uh, we should drink Pulaski's later. We should drink we? Pulaski's later. <laughs> but I love that she's just so casual about being such a brilliant doctor. <laughs> what, like it's hard? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did love that subplot, too. And for some reason, I didn't talk about it at all in my summary. I guess I was too busy talking about, yeah, right. you know. It, was a, it wasn't even a subplot, though, honestly. It was, it was two scenes, if that. It was the one scene where Riva and Jordy talked, which was great. And then there was the other scene where he talked to the doctor and was like, no, I guess I'll keep my visor. That's it. I wouldn't even call it a B-plot. I'd call it, like, a instance. So it was... A Padawan wisp of a plot. It was a Padawan wisp of a plot. Uh, exactly. This is ooh, Cameron. Yes, Dan. I really liked how they would shift gears and be like, "Oh, well, just this dude's talking, so that's his horny voice." Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm the warrior. I'm also the libido. <laughs> like they said that, and I was like huh wow so this is like this is my this is my peace talky voice this is my rational normal voice and this is my horny <laughs> voice uh, it was uh it was a fun little fun little take you know but also it would uh make me really uncomfortable if that voice started speaking up for any reason i'd be like oh wait uh uh, uh, how do I interpret this? He switched voices. Oh God, he's horny now. <laughs> I know we're still just talking about peace talks, but oh, oh, he's horny. He's so horny. 
It's the only one talking now. The other two are just awkwardly standing there twiddling their thumbs. He is, oh, he's real horny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, the other thing that I loved that I feel like I should mention, even though we're, I don't even know where we are now. <laughs> Fuck the format. Space, the final frontier. Anyway, um, the pitch to cure LaForge's blindness was actually pitched by LeVar Burton. He had campaigned to have his character's sight restored on, like actually in the series so that he could use his expressive, beautiful eyes. And I'm into it. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. Mostly. I want to see his beautiful I mean, eyes. You, you are not alone. And goddamn, are they expressive and beautiful. But uh, I will say that you do get to see them at some points, but his sight is never restored during the series. Aww. But yeah, it was actually LeVar Burton that pitched this, so I love that. Please don't make me wear the hair thing on my eyes, on my face anymore. <laughs> Just take a hairband and turn it around. <laughs> turn it around. Oh, God. Yeah, clicky types. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three-titted cat <laughs> And blindness-curing hair clips. <laughs> But it wasn't all Greek chorus shenanigans, was it, Cameron? No, no, it was not. What didn't you like about this episode? First of all, if this if this group of people is so primitive, why is Starfleet trying to negotiate? I like what? Mm -hmm. eh? They're not Federation members, no. and they're not spacefaring. I mean, maybe there's... They're just people disintegrating. Maybe there's a big-ass, um, you know... <laughs> well, fuck that joke up. Um, maybe there is a vein of dilithium on the planet that's so pure they just have to get it in their nacelles and they have to stop these primitives from fighting in order to, you know, tap that sweet, See, sweet dilithium. See, that's the imperialist undertones I'm missing from Star Trek. <laughs> like, they are motivated by resources. Come on, don't give me all this post-scarcity bullshit. If there was pure dilithium there, yeah, you, they'd be there in a hurry. Maybe. We will give you everything you need if you mine for us. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, I thought that that was a bit preposterous, their involvement. I also thought that, um, you know, killing off the Greek chorus was an interesting hiccup, but uh, I didn't really feel like this planet mattered or the situation was that grave or that I really should care very much about uh, Riva. But I don't know. I just I enjoyed the I enjoyed the arrogance that was then immediately shoved in his face. Mm -hmm. I uh, but oh, overall, <laughs> this episode was just like, whoa, what kind of weed were you smoking, writing crew? Well, and God bless Maria Sertes. They gave her something to do, but like the fact is she didn't like I mm, have her 
make the peace talks really happen. Not just like give him a vague suggestion that he's like, aha, I've got it. Thank you, my muse. Like she she helped, but she really she was helped. there to be like the object of his affection. Yeah, I know. I hated that. And that, that was too. just kind of I was like, why why are what they still don't know why she's on this ship. They still don't know. <laughs> They're just like well, Gene, your wife's too old to be in the show now. And he's like, how dare you? Well, then I'm going to come with a character so she can play their mother. <laughs> like, that seems like the motivation here. I have no idea why she's on this ship. She's, I'm getting a vague feeling from over there. <laughs> oh, this, I'm sensing your vague feeling. And it's never something that's, like, super concealed or difficult to read. It's never like, oh, really? They're being cagey? What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just... uh... Yeah. I don't know. I I just don't know what they want me to feel with her. I mean, she said pain primarily, but. <laughs> well, you know, I still really enjoy her and her being on the ship, but you're right. Especially early on, they gave her nothing to do. And I just, she seems like really poorly conceived character. Like, wouldn't it be neat? But then they they just haven't done anything with her so far like that's an interesting writing exercise or use of the character nope. it's just like she has feelings powers <laughs> the lady has feeling powers and she's pretty i uh, mean the most interesting episode so far has been when her mother start her mother showed up mhm you know and that will continue to be the case just don't know but, I mean, there is an entire generation of counselors who were inspired by Counselor Troy to become counselors, so I guess we can't shake too big of a stick. I can I can be mad about whatever I want to be mad about, Cameron. It's my God-given right as an American, <laughs> but I'm not going to be, like, openly hostile towards Star Trek. Are you sure? I'm not going to be any more openly hostile <laughs> towards Star Trek. There we go. That's what I needed. A little bit of stone yeah. cold truth. Well. <laughs> shall we read shall some we of quote? these ridiculous fucking quotes? <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. These are characters such as scholar and warrior and balance those are the names of some of these characters folks i'm just putting that out there i mean not these ones this is data and troy talking but also real quick i should just say that balance is john delancey's wife oh <laughs> so she you know gets to go home at night and live with q well that sounds like the ballads of terror <laughs> oh, Star Trek joke! Hey, yo, I'm so proud of you. Aww. Okay. Learning sign uh. will be a part of their process of learning how to live together in peace. While they're learning how to communicate with Riva, they'll be learning how to communicate with each other. And that is the first and most important aspect of any relationship. The more you know. 
confidence is faith in oneself. It can't be easily, it can't easily be given by another. <laughs> you read me well enough to sense how I feel about you and what you do on this ship, but I just wanted to say the words. Thank you. Well done. Riker gives him a wink and a thumbs up. He's <laughs> such a dick. It's just, she's not useful. She's not so far. I just... Oh, it's fine. She cancels. She, she cancels. does some things. She makes people feel better. I don't know. I think Guinan's a better counselor, but that's just me. <laughs> You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> After Reva's chorus were slain, they beamed back. Reva is ranting in sign language. Stupid, false, egotistical. Rambles on with back turned to camera. Tired of everything. Three dead. What will we do now? How did this happen? A total surprise. Apparently a member of one of the factions didn't like the idea of peace. Any time think. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Counselor. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to myself. Riva, go slowly. What? Slowly. I'm not talking to him anyway. Can you write it out? No, leave me alone. I'm so sorry that your friends were killed. I don't need your pity. <laughs> Tired of all of you hearing... We should we should try and actually do this line together. <laughs> Tired of all of you, or people, people don't understand. understand I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know you what anywhere. you're trying to tell me. You have to find some way to communicate with him. <laughs> I'm tired of you hearing people. Ugh. Data, he knows some kind of gestural language. Find out which one and learn it. Aye, sir. Counselor, take him to sickbay. Maybe Pulaski can help. I, my friends are dead. I listen to me. You are not alone. Do you understand? We are together in this now. <laughs> okay, then. He's doing the whole slow, loud talk thing where I'm like, not helpful. <laughs> not helpful to anyone. Uh, you will be careful, sir. Yo, cluck, 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 number one. Sir. You're being a mother hen. And you're being a dickweed. Well, why don't you kiss me to shut me up? I mean... Uh, what? Nothing. <laughs> He's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that that's what his dog's name is in Picard? Uh-huh. That's adorable. I know. I hope it doesn't mean that Jonathan Frakes has been killed off, though. He has not. Good. Uh, this is scholar speaking. <laughs> we serve as translators. We convey not only his thoughts, but his emotional intent as well. I am the scholar. I represent the intellect and speak in matters of judgment, philosophy, logic. Also, I am the dreamer, the part that longs to see the beauty beyond the truth, which is always the first duty of art. I am the poet who... Artists, they tend to ramble. Neglect the moment. I am passion, the libido. I am the anarchy of lust, the romantic and the lover. I am also the warrior, the perfect line, the, that which never wavers. 
I am that which binds all the others together. I am harmony, wisdom, balance. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm definitely the scholar and you're definitely the warrior. (laughs) Fucking cat. I love her so much until she's a dickhole. Well, she's a cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what cats do. Uh, It was... 5.45 5.45 in the morning, right? She starts uh-huh. batting Courtney's phone off the desk or off the nightstand to get attention. <laughs> Courtney, <Yeah. laughs> mid-sleep, catches her phone in the air. She's like dead asleep and then, hey, off of that. Catches her phone in the air and then grabs the cat with the other hand and just gives her a gentle toss. <laughs> <laughs> Just like pushes her off, was like, nope. <laughs> the cat lands and goes, she's a cat. <laughs> I love her so much, but I just also want to punch her in the fucking head. Ugh. All right. Anyway. Dad, you're not paying enough attention to me. Dad. Right? Dad. Dad. Daddy. Dad. Mm-hmm. Dad. Clearly. Dad. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say dad so many times to you. That might do something. Dad, 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 dad. Have your sensors indicated any problems down there, Lieutenant? None. But you're feeling a certain confusion about this mission. No. Yes. I've never known you to have such strong emotions, except when you're expecting to do battle. I am not expecting battle. Then what is bothering you? Reva. Ah. Reva negotiated several treaties between the Klingons and the Federation. Before him, there was no Klingon word for peacemaker. The real secret is turning disadvantage into advantage. Mm -hmm. Which is a good secret anyway, for anything. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> oh, Cameron. How many liquefied Greek chorus members should we give this episode? Ah! Nice. <laughs> liquefied. That's so good. Uh, I'm going to give it two and a half. I just... You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, I appreciate what they were doing. I really do. But uh, it's an uninteresting waste of time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, not not great work. But you know what? And the one interesting part that they did, they they killed. So. Yeah. Right. I was. I would have loved to see the chorus like bickering or, I don't know, trying to deceive people or you know doing a power grab. I don't know. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you. If anything, but. I'm with you, brah. It's all right. We'll uh, we'll give it another shot with uh, the next episode. The schizoid man, really? Uh huh. Oi. <laughs> well, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, which just leaves one last thing to do. That's true, and that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. Keep on trekking. <laughs> Pain. 
I'm sensing confusion. I'm sensing a convoluted line reading where I'm milking the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just sent you a little something. It better be drugs. <laughs> yes, via email. I sent you drugs. Good luck, Daniel. Drugs via email? <laughs> Can't figure out how to mainline this. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking bizarre. Yep. He's... <laughs> These weapons are terrifying. <laughs> They're primitive. Oh, God, I've been disintegrated. <laughs> oh, no. I bet you could feel every single second, too, before you liquefy it away. <laughs> what if there was a weapon that did that to you, but it felt like sexy time, so you just left, left your existence going, ooh. <laughs> oh my <laughs> They call it the decay ray <laughs> Oh my god I can't do this anymore with you <laughs> No Two days in a row Four episodes this close together It's too much Cameron No one has this kind of tolerance for I mean me. I do um, I, I think it's great <laughs> It's You've something. just run out of fucks to give for political correctness, apparently. <laughs> when did I have any? And furthermore, you PC types are what's <laughs> ruining America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... No, I, I've, I've changed a lot over the years. But you don't want to know one weird thing that's constant, Cameron? What? I used to hate vegetarians, and now I still hate vegetarians, but for a whole different reason. Yeah, because you're on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> exactly. Before, I thought they were annoying, and now I think they're fucking cowards. They're uncommitted <laughs> bastards. <laughs> exactly. Goddamn terrorists. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice to know that there is a constant in your life. <laughs> Yeah, keep bitching about global warming, everyone, but just enjoy your steaks. It's fine. <laughs> Goddamn terrorists. <laughs> the Amazon's on fire. Quit eating all that chicken, Kelsey. God. Kelsey, that's a new one. <laughs> a Secret Weapon Production.